Welcome to the Burgundy and Gold Knuckleheads podcast, where two football diehard fans feel the joy and pain of being lifelong Washington fans. They will bring you an unapologetic and an occasional level-headed opinion. So hold on as we fight for old D.C. with your two favorite knuckleheads. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Burgundy and Gold Knuckleheads podcast. And as always, remotely this time is my main man, Reggie. Yes, sir. I'm I'm here, man. Um, the show must go on, as they say, you know. So we're having to uh, make some adjustments uh, uh, to this week's podcast. Yeah. And uh, I, I guess I should have said I wish we had made some adjustments um, for for the game last yeah. night. So yeah, the knuckleheads uh, made making some adjustments to get this podcast out, but clearly, uh, Washington football team has made no adjustments in a few weeks, have they, Reg? Man, we went from what um, looking terrible in the early part of the season, um, turning it around and looking hopeful and giving all the fans something, some promising games and some promising outlook on the season, to where now we're back to looking terrible again. And uh, you know, this game unfortunately uh, rings true to the uh, the game last week where it, it came down to injuries. And you know, I'm not going to make any excuses. Um, for the game, but man, you can't ignore the fact of all the injuries that we ha- had um, uh, for that game on Sunday night. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think there's some injuries, but you know, from some aspects, um, and, and I don't disagree, right? It, it is a culmination of not only injuries, but a lot of short weeks for, for Washington, um, where the right. opponent was in a better position than than Washington was from a time perspective and and now you know we had a short five day turnaround you know one of those days is taken taken away because you're traveling and, and then a lot of people that were on COVID protocol didn't practice for a lot of the week and you only had really two days to practice um, and keep in mind I'm sorry go ahead and, and, and it was just like you said it, it was the the culmination of everything bad, you know, um, it, it just, the house of cards just crumbled. Like can't even imagine yesterday again against Dallas. Yeah, yeah for sure. And, and again, injuries, injuries was just part of it. Right. And then again, you know, COVID we had guys lining up one that had never, that had minimal snaps this season. Right. So they had a very short week of practice because the game was on Tuesday. The previous game was on Tuesday. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, those guys who had played limited snaps and in some case no snaps because they certainly hadn't played together had three days of practice and then they had a travel day on Sunday. So we threw out some guys there. I think, what, two of, two of the three starting linebackers were out, right? Yeah. We, we were missing um, our starting corner. We were missing uh, Landon Collins of the state. So we, we, we have guys that have never played together. Right. And yet they were trying to get this together for a primetime game on roughly three days of practice. Yeah, yeah. So so I don't want to ignore the fact that COVID and the injuries once again played a role in the performance um, for the second week in a row. But man, it looked like the JV team that we had out there. It was awful. It it, it was it was horrible. And and you know that especially late in the season. That's the kind of loss that gets players, GMs, coaches fired. 
for sure. You know, um, that happens week three, and you turn it around, and you have and you have some solid ball, even if you don't have a great season. Um, but late in the you, season, you, you can forget that game. Yeah, yeah. L- late in the season, when you have a when your season is becoming disappointing, and you lay an egg like that against Dallas of all teams, um, mm-hmm. yeah. They're, they're, some people might be you know looking over their shoulder um, here in a couple of weeks, and when you when you have a losing record like it looks like Washington is going to end up having. It, it doesn't go without reason that, that somebody might be worried about their either about their uh, role on the team or coaching or uh, whatever it may be. Look, man, there were some guys that played last night that, you know, that next man up mentality or that, you know, that chance to put some put some uh, uh, some stuff on tape for other teams to see. There were some guys that played on our, our team last night that uh, you you may not have even secured your spot on our team next season. Right. Because there was a chance to because win or lose is how you play, and there were some guys out there last night that just yeah you you may not even be on the team next year just simply based on how you came out and played last night. Yeah, the um and, and to me you know here, here we'll, we'll talk about it uh, you know putting the jinx on somebody again, uh, man the offensive line, what happened to them? They have Man, to- I, they have totally crumbled. They cannot stop a soap bubble at this point. Yeah, yeah. I it, it was it was pitiful to watch, man. I, I to your point, the offensive line was at one point. I'm gonna say it again. We had given them the MVP of the team. I mean, they were the strength of our team through the season, and yet once again, I mean, it was like. Here, here, just any, any, anything de- the Cowboys ran defensively, we were not able to prevent any pressure on the quarterback. I mean, Taylor Heineke had no time in the pocket. No, and I know, no. and I know he was coming back from COVID, and some folks were saying we should have put Kyle Allen in. But what was Kyle Allen going to do when by the time you get to your three, your third, fourth, fifth step drop, and Randy Gregory, Parsons, or someone is in your face, you can't even step into the throw? There was nothing that a quarterback change was going to do, in my opinion, no, because it, the offensive yeah. line was not providing any protection. And it wasn't one person, right? It wasn't Parsons that they could uh, keep an eye on him and, and double team or, or hold in a tight end because uh, Gregory was, you know, on on one end and and chip block him on the way out or whatever. It was everybody. <laughs> every time, every time we snapped the ball. It's like all of their defensive line was in the backfield. Exactly. I mean, uh, you know, we, we, we yeah, we talk about your mush rush. Man, they had a a, a panic attack rush, and everybody got through. Everybody, <laughs> everybody, every, like every snap. And and the thing about that is, I have no doubt that that played to the um, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for here is there was a sense of urgency. With Taylor, so I think he hurried some throws that maybe he sure, didn't necessarily have sure. to, because the clock in his head was like, man, the, the, the defense is just getting to me. So he he rushed some throws. Oh, he and was, I have no doubt. Yeah, he played was never he was never comfortable back there. Not um, at all. Not at all. Even on an occasional play where he might have had three seconds, he still wasn't comfortable because he hasn't experienced it the whole game. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, no doubt that. The, the pressure that the Cowboys defensive front was getting, and it was all night 
long. It wasn't just a little bit, a couple plays here and there. It was from the very, very first snap. And it's like we had no time. So I don't know what has happened um, with, with our offensive line, man, but it looked awful. It looked awful. Um, yeah. Uh, on the other side of the ball, you want to you wanna talk about our two Alabama boys? <laughs> uh, well, you know, man, we might as well since um, everybody else is talking about yeah, it. What, um, what, what, was your, what was your thinking and, and feeling as you were watching that unfold? And, and I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't read – anything at all um since since the game ended right well well the 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 organization as a whole is basically is basically making it sound as if it's no big deal and personally i don't think within the organization it is a big deal i think they basically chalked it up as you know it happens all the time you know we're brothers and you know when you have brothers you fight and then you move on from it ron rivera has already said there there would be no disciplinary actions for the for the players so at this point the team and organizations has already moved on from it right anytime it comes up at this point it's going to be from the outside public whether it's the fans or the, the the big networks talking about it those types of things my reaction to it when i saw it was not that big of a deal right because players get in each other's face all the time when you when you put your fingers in somebody's forehead, you looking for a fight. Absolutely. So the fact that he got the fact that he got up and swung on him, all I was thinking was, man, he lucky he lucky he didn't connect with it. Right. But a part of me right. felt like Jonathan Allen really didn't want to hit him. But at the end of the day, I didn't think it was that big of a deal, man. I mean, player, it happens all the time. I right. think it happens in the locker room probably right. a lot more than we realize. Sure, it was just happened, so happened to be on the sideline. What I didn't like was the fact that they continued to talk about it on the on on the uh, broadcast as if it was the end of the damn world. Well, I mean, like it's like come on, like okay, they got into to an argument. It wasn't the coaches fighting; it was players. Yeah, for and I'm pretty sure they were probably pissed off at what was happening in the game, and it just it just mounted just uh, mounted to to the point what we saw um, on the sideline. But I I wasn't too worried about it. But I knew publicly everyone it would be the story of the game. Outside of the score, it would be the story of the game. Yeah, uh, for the for the knucklehead fans that don't know, uh, we Reggie and I did not watch the game together. But I was critical as soon as the game started. I cannot stand um, Collinsworth. Right, I, I am not a fan of his. Never have been. Um, and even even Al Michaels. Man, but between the two of them. I mean, even the promo going into the game, it was nothing but a love fest for the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. And Correct. I mean, it went on and on. And I was like, they kept on. I mean, it, it's it's in the third quarter, and they're still talking about anything and everything they can. And you're like, you know, d- does he tie his shoelaces with one knot or does he double knot his shoelaces? I mean, you know, how is he standing? How is his pivoting? You know, he's on his front foot. I'm like, good God, there's there's – so many other stories and find something else well when they found something else all they wanted to do was obviously bash uh bash washington and trust me there's there's plenty to to knock on washington right there was there, there was nobody that did a good job at all i mean correct I, I cannot find i can't even find a little silver lining about well maybe this and maybe that no there was nothing nothing um no no go ahead but you know, from from the game perspective of, of when that happened, 
I was I was a little bit you know taken back or shocked initially, but to your point, I'm not going to say I was glad for it that it that it happened, but I was glad there were some people pissed off. You know, and instead of you can go over and sit on the bench and basically give up and phone it in, and the you know the the fact that somebody's pissed off, uh, wh- whether it was Allen saying something to Payne or Payne saying something to Allen or, or, or both of them, you know, getting on each other because both of them are messing up. I mean, like, again, everybody's messing up, right? Right, but right. But I, I was, in a way, I was a little bit glad there was no complacency with the way that they were playing. Right, right. Um, my, 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 I had no, I was not embarrassed about it. No. Very much, very, very little. And I'm going to tell you the only reason I had a little bit of, Oh man, was because I knew the reaction from the outside was going to be sure, sure. Um, and and being that we were already getting our butts kicked, it was just going to be one more thing on top of that. Yeah. But other other than the fight itself or the confrontation, because it wasn't really a fight, I right, guess right, the right, confrontation right. that they had, I didn't care. I mean, I mean, I'm, I guarantee you that happens in the locker room a hell of a lot more than people realize on every team, the damn time. every team. And, probably every week in the NFL. And so I wasn't too worried about that. But back to your point about Chris Collinworth, prior to the game started, I was like, because I watched a little bit of the, um, uh, what of that pre-show that they do. Right. I was like, this whole thing is about Dallas. I was like, do they realize that there's a, there's a second team playing here tonight? Uh, absolutely. When, when they came in and they did the promotion to the, the, the 32nd intro to the game, it was out of out of thirty seconds, twenty nine of it was the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott. I'm talking even before then. I'm talking about when they sit down, and they do the highlights of the uh, what happened during the day, and then they talk about tonight's game and everything. Where you got Rodney Harris and everyone out there, everything was about the Cowboys. I'm like, do they realize there's a second team that is, that is here playing? And then of course, once the game started, I, it oh my god, man! I, I almost sent out a, a, a pretty um, nasty tweet about it. I, I chose not to but the whole Collinsworth thing it's like what the hell is going on with this guy and and all their talk about was the Dallas Cowboys man he he was he was on Dak Prescott's jock hard man he's on the whole team absolutely and to, and to the po- to, and to the point that like for example I'm gonna give you that play where um uh uh Heineke threw the long pass and what in my opinion could have been a pass interference, but I know the league tends to not throw a flag when guys' feet get tangled. Yeah, well, but first the, of all, first of all, what happened is Diggs was running and kicked um, uh, Terry McLaurin's foot, which caused Terry to trip up and fall. And a lot of times they let that go. But Co- Collinsworth said basically Terry Lauren lost his footing. I didn't lose yeah, his footing. No. It's like, what are you watching? Yeah, yeah, and and, and it's if you and they call that, or I'm sorry, they let it go when you're running side by side. They oftentimes will call it on the defender as pass interference when you're beat. He was beat. Oh, he was beat. He was beat. He was definitely beat. And and, and that's why I should have. It should have been a. To me, it should have been a penalty because he he was beat and. Again, was it an accident? Yeah, just like it's an accident if if somebody turns around and you run into them, 
because you're not looking back, right? It, it's, it's also it's, an accident when you grab a face mask. Yes. And they still throw a flag for right, it. Right, right, right. Um, and like I said, if, if they were running side by side, side, I wouldn't have nearly the problem with it. But he was beat. Um, it, like, the, the refs made a handful of calls that were bad. Would it have changed the game? Absolutely not. But they didn't. They, they held their their uh, their the whistle uh, and the flags. Flag. Yeah, for for Washington numerous times. Numerous times. Oh, oh, for sure, for sure. Or you know, Randy Gregory, you know, comes in and gets a hit on on Heineke, and then he rolls over next to him. Yeah. I thought that was I thought that was taunting. Uh, I I, I, w- I wouldn't go that far. Um, but well, there was another you one. Hear? There was another one where but Heineke hang, got, hang got hit. You, hang on before you yeah. do that. Before you go to that, I didn't say I had a problem with it, but be consistent. Consistent meaning you should have thrown the flag. Dude, just like some of the hits that they get on the quarterbacks, I'm, and they go roughing the pass. I'm like, come on, man, that's a ticky tack call. But if that's if that's what you're supposed to call in today's football, then call it. So my point being is, based on things that we've seen, they throw the flag for. Then that was taunting. Yeah. Do I have yeah. a huge problem with it? No. But you know what? Be consistent. Yeah. Be consistent with the calls. And 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 so and that was my issue with. It. So there were times where I know for a fact there was one where the offensive lineman was probably almost in the end zone. It was on a pass play. That's a legal man downfield right. on, on the Cowboys. And the next play, they scored a touchdown yeah. for a play not called. So, again, these things stand out when you're losing. These things stand out when they when they stack on each other, when you're not playing well, and you, you need certain calls to go your way. But, man, nothing went our way. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, to, to to the refs, to the way the ball bounced, to blocking, to tackling, to the play calling, to getting everybody prepared, to healthiness. I mean, we we could go down the list as long as our arm. Nothing went right for Washington yesterday. No, nothing at all. Yeah. Nothing at all. Uh, um, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I I don't. I'm, I might be. St- uh, why don't you go ahead first? Because I got a, a kind of a maybe. I don't know about a last question, but a. Potentially well, the last well, question. Well, well, my thing is 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 um, one of the things that also was frustrating from the defensive side. I recognize that the defense as a whole had not really played together, and they were coming into this game a, a major game on a short short week. Right. But one thing that showed up again, you hit a guy. That, it's like they never were able to bring guys down after the first contact. We grab a guy, he spin off and gain another five, ten yards. So that reared his ugly head again, and I just could not get over the fact that within the first half, they had over 300 yards of offense. Yeah. So for the second week in a row, our defense is just getting gouged, just just, just getting gouged by teams. Yeah, yeah. It um, the, the These past three weeks are night and day different from the three or four weeks prior to that. I mean, it, it, yeah. it's it's like a light switch. It's it's a one eighty, um, and I and I don't get it. Yes, I understand. There's been some injuries and everything, but it, it looks like an entirely different team uh, is wearing burgundy and gold. Yeah, I, I well, I, I I don't disagree, man, and I don't know as I sit here what the issue is, um, why this team has looked so bad. I mean, we're we're not the only team that. Um, that has injuries. We're not the only team that has had some COVID issues. Um, but for some reason, it's really reared its head to affect our team in a way that is just unbelievable. 
Um, you, you know, maybe it's just a situation, man, where it was just a, just a war of attrition where right. it just finally caught up with us. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't have an answer, but it just baffles my mind. Well, and, uh, well, that, I'm not that, to the point, Sorry. I'm Sorry. not to the point where I'm ready to just completely demolish the whole thing, shut it down, rebuild and do all of that. Like some fans are calling for, but I do think Ron and, and, and the organization needs to really, um, drink some true serum and basically just be brutally honest with where we are as an organization Well, that, that, um, that, that, on, on, on the football side. Yeah, that, I, I, that, that leads exactly to my, what, what I was going to say was my last question. Um, are we better now than we were a year ago? It may not look like it, but I think we are. How? Um, you said how? Yeah. I mean, uh, well, I, did, well, I'm not going to say that we were, we're a ton better. And, and, I'm, and I'm just asking. I'm not trying to be, be critical. Uh, I, I know there's going to be a lot of fans that, that think we're, we've regressed all the way, you know, every position, everything. And I know that's, you know, kind of uh, coming, well, of, coming off a few losses. It's easy to say that, but that's not necessarily reality. But, you know, where, where would you say we're better and where would you, you know, there, there's clearly some spots where we're not better, but where do you think we're better than we were this time last year? Okay. Um, well, I'll, I'll just say this. Being that I didn't know that that was a, a question you'd, you'd have for me, right, I'm not right, ready right. to prepare. So I'm just going to go around the top around the top of my head here. So where would better? First of all, consider the schedule this year compared to last year. Last year's team playing this year's schedule would have been a lot worse. Keep in, mind, keep in mind, we've won six games, and technically we should have beat, should have won a couple more, and we potentially could beat the Eagles and or the Giants over the next two weeks. So this team could still end up uh, with eight victories. Last year's team wouldn't have nowhere near eight victories this year. So that's number one. Number two, we have a, be- we have a better sense of Collins is playing better. Jackson, the cornerback, is playing better. We have a better sense of what all of our offensive linemen, because we revamped the offensive line. Prior to the past few weeks, that offensive line is pretty good, and I still believe in the offensive line. I think our offensive line is better. Last year we had questions at the quarterback position. You know what? Taylor Heineck is not the guy of the future, but he's a damn good backup, and so I think we're better at the quarterback position today than we were last year. Wide receiver. Terry McLaurin. I think there was some questions about whether or not Terry was the real deal. We felt like he was. There's no question that guy's the real deal. If he had a better quarterback, he'd be putting up some of those numbers like Justin Jefferson and all these other guys are doing. So now it's unquestionable that Terry McLaurin is the real deal. Last year, you might have questioned it. right? But you know what? He, he's unquestionable this year. Questioning whether or not De'Ron Payne, uh, Jonathan Allen are going to be the real deal. I think Jonathan Allen has proven he's going to be a great player for us and his organization and this league. So – so absolutely, there are some things where I think we got questions answered this year about some players that we know guys that we can keep and build around that we were questioning last year. Do we still need to get a quarterback? 1,000% we need a quarterback. Right. We've also got some questions answered that we were wondering last year about maybe the running back, another wide receiver, um, the linebacker. These are some questions I think that still need to be answered, but I do think we're better this year. I'm not saying we're a ton better, but we're certainly better because, again, I'll say it again, the team from last year would not look nowhere near as good as this team looked this year. 
Yeah, I I can't disagree with anything that you that you said there. Um, and I, and I did want to catch you off guard, right? I I wanted to kind of see what what popped into your head because those are normally how what you're thinking initially anyway, rather than going and looking at stats and breaking it on down. Um, but you know, to your point, which ultimately we we we've been talking about for quite a number of years, unfortunately, is the quarterback position. And yeah, again, I'm a Heineke fan. Um, I want him on the team, but I want him as a very, very good backup. Um, and whether we're moving up to get a quarterback in the draft that we think is worthy, or we're going after a a Rogers, a, a a a big name free agent, not a not a not a retread, right? Not somebody mm-hmm. who, not a Martin, uh, not a Mariota. I mean. Uh, type of player um somebody that's a right now we would consider a top 10 quarterback that might be available we need to put an rg3 type of deal together when that it took well, to go well, there's him. only three there's only three guys that, that meet that criteria that's going to be aaron Rodgers, russell wilson and uh deshaun watson minus the legal issues possibly car other than other, is it car possibly car he would be the next tier, but but in terms of those 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 guys, I think it's just three, right? And I think Carr would be in the second category if you can if you can swing that deal. But other than that, that's it. Right now, we're sitting in the the ninth spot for the draft, right? That's that's not a bad thing when you, in terms of the it's bad right now because that's how bad our team is, right? But when it comes to the draft, that's not a bad spot. The problem with that is uh, Detroit the Giants and one other team who would be in the market for quarterback are all in front of us. And, and if there's a team behind, behind us, you know, they, they, they give, give some and jump ahead of us. Yeah. Right. Right. So as of right now, we're sitting in a nice spot, but the good, the good news is you're not trying to go from 20 into the top 10. We're already in the top 10. Right. So you move up a few slots and you give up some draft capital capital and you go ahead and you make the selection. But, my only concern about addressing the quarterback position from the draft is I don't want him to reach. I, I, I agree with that. If the guy's there and you know he's a guy, and I'm going to use New England. New England didn't reach for Matt Jones. Right. Um, some teams will trade. You know, some of those teams, when they traded up to get Jack, uh, Zach Wilson and all those guys, you know, they did what they needed to do, and that's fine. I don't want us to reach. I just want us to make sure we get the guy that we know. Well, you never know, but the guy that we truly, truly believe in. But if that means going to get one of those key free agents that I mentioned, um, Rogers, Wilson, Deshaun Watson, minus the legal issues, and then maybe a second second tier would be the uh, Derek Carr, I'm all for it, man, because we're not going to get anywhere unless and until we address the QB position. We have got to get better. Yeah. And one, one more thing on your boy Taylor Heineke, man. I mean, I think now for like the last three weeks, at least I've seen it, there's been a number of times where Terry had his got beat and Taylor throws it up and and um, Terry has to slow down to get the ball. Yep. He's in front of his man beat, Yep. but the ball gets underthrown. Otherwise, it's six points. Just like last night on that first play for scrimmage. Yeah. He, if he had thrown it out in front, Terry gets it, gets the ball. If he throws it toward the, over Terry's head toward the sideline because he got the sideline, he gets. But instead... He throws it, looks it, like it, right it was to the a poor DB. throw. Yep, it was a bad throw, without a doubt. Right. 
the week prior where he had the guy beat, and he he made the catch. He slowed down and made the jumped up and the the contested catch. But right. if he throws the ball, he hits him in stride. Man, Terry scores. It's six points. I I I agree. I agree. I think um you know to to your point you know when talking about this coming off season and quarterback moves um you know wh- whether we go through free agency or uh you know or via trade or through the draft um our number one draft pick needs to end up tied to a quarterback to a quarterback you know no wh- doubt you know wh- whether you're trading it away um or you're uh using it and and some more collateral to to move up um our our number one draft pick needs to be tied to a quarterback without a doubt without a doubt i i i 100 agree um 100 agree and um no go ahead uh that, that that's it go ahead uh, yeah no i was i was just going to say in, in terms of kind of a summary for me man at the end of the day um i mentioned it um we talked about it on the last podcast on the pregame uh, for this game where it just never fails that there's always something that hinders us from going in at full strength uh, when we play these big games. And uh, last night was no exception. And although, you know, we got manhandled on, on national television, we went into this game probably spotting the Cowboys, probably 14 points based on the roster we are putting out there. Right. But nobody cares about that. Right, right. Outside of outside of Skins fans, Cowboys fans don't care. You know they're they're running around gloating today about what they man, did. To us, me, not recognizing the fact that look look who they played against. Let me interrupt you on that, man. We we talked bad about how bad the Cowboy fans are, man. I got texts from people, and I'm not kidding you, man. I got texts from people yesterday uh, during the game and just after the game of people who 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 a few years ago through the the Kaepernick time that divided a lot of people and and those people being cowboy fans that the cowboys sucked you know kept you know last year they were horrible they keep on having eight and eight seasons or whatever they're having they they right. they, they were done, they, they're done with the cowboys they were right? done well, they they said they were done with the NFL they're done with the uh-huh. Cowboys. They're done with the NFL. I'm just going to watch college ball, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, you're not. You're going to come back. And then I asked them last year, you know, because Dak was out there having a bad season after Washington beat them both times last year. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm kind of giving them a little bit. I didn't even watch it. I'm not, I told you I'm not even watching it, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, wouldn't you, wouldn't you know that every single one of them is back this year? Every single one of them. Is, and I'm like, shut the hell up. Just yeah. shut. Just take it somewhere else, because you know, I'm I'm yeah. here watching the games. I'm dealing with you know the, the people that are that are, the Cowboy fans that are still been watching it the whole time. You want to give me grief? Okay, go go ahead. Because I was giving it to you last year. Your turn to give it to me. But when you've been sitting out for a few years, what with whatever excuses, uh, don't come at me. And there's been a and lot. There's week, a lot of Cowboy 16, fans like that. And in week sixteen, they pop up. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Well, well, guess what? You, you were no different. My phone was going off last night of people I hadn't heard from um, in a while. Some people I haven't um, heard from all season, right? And it's like right. it's like they just start coming out of woodworks. It's like, and those are some of the worst fans. And like, there's a lot you, of them. You, you want to get on? You want to get on my bad side? Come in on a Monday morning quarterback after the fact. You weren't talking trash before the game. You wasn't tra- talking trash before weeks before all this. You wait till the game is out of, is blown out 
and now you want to talk. It's like get out of here with that. So yeah, you you was you wasn't alone on that. Uh, and I'm pretty sure a lot of Skins fans would not, but because my phone was blowing up uh, last night, uh, just the same. Yeah, just the same. I'll, oh, y'all, I know, I know they're probably not listening to this podcast, but if they are, y'all, kiss kiss my backside, man. <laughs> I'll try yeah. to keep it clean. I'll try to keep it clean there, man. Yeah, no, I, I feel you, man. But but yeah, my my point that I was just ultimately making was, you know, just once again, we can never come in at full strength, mono and mono, and go right, against these right. guys. And whenever we lose. You know, when they put up that stupid stat last night about, you know, our, you know, our win percentage, their win percentage against us, you know, the fine friend is, you know, we always seem to come in um, undermanned. And so, but again, the league doesn't care. And right. certainly the um, Cowboy fans do not care. They're gloating about this game from last night when really they're guys on the team that even probably some of us didn't even know who these guys were. Well, you know, let alone, yeah. let alone the, 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 the league didn't know who they were. I mean, I mean, for crying out loud, Ken, there was one guy when they announced the defense, they just had his picture. Right, right. <laughs> well, it, it, you remember, did, but, do you but, remember that? Yeah, but, but but look, last you know, go back last year, right? Dak was out; they were having a bad season, and Washington had the last game. They put a butt whooping on the Cowboys, right? That's when uh, uh, Montez Sweat, yep, batted yep. one, caught it, ran it in. I mean, it it was kind of the opposite game, not quite as bad, but it was still kind of that kind of butt whooping on them but during the game all they did was make excuses for the cowboys correct and and talked about all their injuries and everything else but but the broadcasters sure they barely touched on it last night for washington no you know you know what they talked about oh he's out of the slump now yeah yeah he's out of the slump look at these guys man they're clicking on all cylinders It it, it, it is sickening that uh that they're like that like i said because last year all they talked about well, you know, they talked about all of Dak's recovery and about how choked up he was, and he's he's a winner. Yeah, like okay, the guys the guys a decent quarterback, okay, um, but he's not playing. He hasn't been playing for a few weeks. He's not going to play until the you know this season. Stop but, talking. But the about difference, it. but the but the difference between at least for myself in a situations like that is did we beat him? Yeah, but you know what I said. I said, but I can't take a whole lot of lot of. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't feel good about it because we didn't beat you at full strength. Because I know that's what oh, you're going to yeah. come out with. Right, right, if we right. beat you with, if we beat you at full strength, then I felt a little bit better about it. So we beat you on the man. You had your backup in, whatever. Yeah, I'm glad we won the game, but I can't gloat too much because you know what? You didn't have your guy in. And we recognize do they care that. About that. Yeah, we recognize they care that, about that. We did, but do they care about no. that? Oh hell no. no, hell no. I'm. I was like, man, get out of here. I'm like, you're beating a bunch of guys that. We got half of our team out, but that's okay. That's okay. Right, right. We, we get this thing turned around, and, uh, and yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Our, our time is coming. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, uh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I don't want to Collinsworth this thing um, anymore, but um, that was kind of my reaction. Yep. Um, it was awful. It was terrible to watch. It was tough to watch. Man, I, I wanted to turn it off at halftime. I'll, I'll be honest. If, if I wasn't doing the podcast and wanted to kind of keep watching and, and hoping there was going to be some positive things to talk about in, in the second half, I, I would have turned it off at halftime. That, I, and I haven't wanted to do that in a long, long time. That might years, have been years. That might have been one of the worst times I felt as a fan that I can remember yeah, to watch that because yeah it was just you know 
one thing they have lost the game, but to the way we looked in that game on the defensive side, we couldn't stop them on the offensive side. We couldn't stop their defense. It was just terrible. It was probably one of the worst games I've experienced um, as a fan. And so it was very tough. If, if it, you're right. If it wasn't for the podcast, um, I would have turned that game off probably at halftime as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the game, but, we, but I we, we talked about it. You know, the, if Washington played like it had the previous two weeks, which it did, the game would be over at halftime, which it was. Yep, yep, you know. yep. So, so. But that's what I got, man. That was my reaction. Yep. You know, if, if we had um, done this the day of the game, it would have been probably a little bit worse for me. But <laughs> I but, agree uh, 100%, man. I, I had a chance to sleep. Um, I was out and about today. I still had my had my hat on, and my I was representing the day. Okay. So it is what it is. I'm still a fan, man. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So I'm not going nowhere. Just like, just like uh, what, the Wolf of Wall Street? <laughs> yeah. When he exactly. said, "Am I leaving?" Exactly, exactly. I'm not leaving. No, no. I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. As, as the crowd, of, you know, Wolf of Wall Street, too, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but that's all I got, man. Um, unless you got something else, man, we're we're gonna we're gonna wash this one. Yep. Uh, we're gonna wash it out. We're gonna forget about. It. We're gonna Flush move it. on to next week. Yeah. And uh, I guess we're back with with the uh, Eagles again, so we'll, we'll we'll talk about that one at another time. But that's all I got, man. Yep, same here. Uh, until next time, peace out, knuckleheads. Peace out. <laughs>